0: Need an escape? A healthy escape? Come escape in the natural beauty of British Columbia, Canada with Explore BC Rentals. From RVs to CDUs, ATVs and more, Explore BC Rentals can get you set up to explore Canada's most stunning landscapes at your own pace. Book now at explorebcrentals.ca. It has been said that the opposite of addiction is not sobriety, it's human connection. Here, we connect anonymously. This is Addicts in the Dark with Quick Nick.
1: Rocking my brand new Attuned to the Moon hoodie. All proceeds from the purchase went straight to support survivors of PTSD. You can get your very own Attuned to the Moon swag at moon 247com That's A-T-T-U-N-E to the moon 247.com A huge thanks to Attuned to the Moon for making this phone call possible. It's caller 14. And their story about addiction. Hey. Addicts in the dark. Hi. How's it going? Good. How are you? I'm good, thanks. So you can call me Nick.
0: Nick, uh, okay.
1: And I'm going to call you Caller. <laughs> Because you're going to remain anonymous. Don't tell me your name and don't tell me exactly where you're from.
0: Yeah. Okay. Okay.
1: All right. You've got a maximum of an hour to tell me about your addiction.
0: Um, okay. Well, my addiction, uh, basically I have a very difficult time managing my finances. Um, when I go to the store, for example, when I see something, I have to buy it. Like when I see something that I could even tangentially use, I, I have to buy it. And if I don't buy it, I have so much anxiety. And, like I, all I can think about is eventually getting to buy it. Um, I, I don't remember the last time I didn't have an Amazon order on the way. Um, pretty much like um, I find myself just searching Amazon just to find something to buy, like regardless of whether I need it or not, just, you know, just because I'm desperate for the, for my fix, basically. Um, I remember when I was a little kid and uh, I went to Home Depot with my dad and I remember it was the first time I had gone to Home Depot and I saw that they sold um, like, like little random things like screws and like I uh, I don't know, little piece of hardware. And I remember them being like 10 cents, 5 cents, you know, 20 cents. I remember being, Oh my God, that's so cheap. I wish I could buy that. And I was like, what am I going to do with a bunch of screws and like a bunch of hardware? But I just, it was so cheap and I could own it. And it was just so exciting to me. And I just, I just always, like, I have a problem with, for example, dollar stores. I just, uh, because I like new stuff so much and the dollar store is so cheap, I can get like a hundred things for a hundred dollars. And I don't know, that's just so tempting to me. Um, Yeah. uh, Yeah. That's all I can think about that.
1: So you said that the issue is that you have trouble managing your finances. Yeah. But would you say the addiction itself... Is a shopping addiction?
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's shopping addiction. Like, um, it's gotten to the point where like, uh, I remember like I got evicted from one of my apartments. I had lived there for six months and hadn't paid my rent because there was a dollar store across the street. And, um, I just couldn't bring myself to stop going across the street and just buying whatever I saw that was kind of interesting. And like every single day I would get to that dollar store and just load up my cart and bring it home. Um, and, um, and uh, like my apartment became so full to the point that I could barely walk around it, but I still couldn't stop. And like knowing that like I'm, I'm being evicted and or I'm, I'm going to be evicted if I don't stop um, and I just continue doing it. You know what I mean? Like it's definitely an addiction. Um, I Like I, I, it's compulsive shopping and it's like compulsive means when you do something and you don't want to be doing it, but you continue doing it that's definitely how it was for me like I knew how bad it was and how how much difficulty I was causing for myself in my life but I just couldn't stop um and like I, I mentioned I got evicted from one apartment then I, I was homeless for two years because of like I got uh well basically I was a freelancer and I I, I was having difficulty making ends meet just because um you know, I wasn't getting a lot of clients and at by this point I had promised myself that I was gonna change and stop, you know, shopping myself to death. Um, but I don't you know, I just couldn't stop it. And so um I got a, I, I, I couldn't pay my rent and um I just I a stroke of luck just out of nowhere, somebody called me and he wanted me to do some work for him and he was gonna pay me eight hundred dollars and that was more than enough to cover my rent. Uh like I uh, like that's enough, sorry, like I had to pay, you know, let's say I had to pay $500, dollars He was gonna pay me $800 and that would cover my rent. Um, and I just, I, I, the next day I went to the dollar store and just bought more crap and I didn't get, I didn't, I wasn't able to pay my rent that month. So I uh, called my landlord and I said, Hey, I'm moving out. So, you know, I'm, I'm not going to be paying my rent this month. And he was like, okay, fine. And when the end of the month came, I didn't have a new apartment. I didn't have any plan. I just, I, and I ended up homeless. Um, and I stayed that way for like two years, but that's largely because of mental health issues. but shopping has absolutely put my life in a in a in an absolute spiral like an absolute I've ended up in the gutter because of my shopping, so you know it's definitely something that I can't control
1: and where do you put all this stuff?
0: <laughs> um, okay, so basically, prior to this um when i when I had my own apartment um like now I live with my dad uh after becoming homeless like that's what I had filled with my dad because I didn't have anything but uh basically I would just fill up my apartment to the point that you could barely walk around like it like if you see the show horrors it wasn't that bad, but it was pretty bad um like i I would classify myself as a little bit of a hoarder um and then um what would happen is that every time I moved to a new apartment for whatever reason um every time I moved to a new apartment um what would happen is that I would hire a mover uh, and they would put my stuff in the truck. And, and because I didn't have any money, I wouldn't be able to hire a taxi to take me from one apartment to another. So I would always have to take the bus. Um, and so what would happen every single time that I hired this, uh, hired a mover to move would be that, um, they would leave half my stuff behind. They would say, Oh, we're running out of time and we have to leave half your stuff behind. Um, and like, maybe, I and maybe it's because I wasn't there to watch them or something like that. But every single time this has happened, they have to leave half my stuff behind. Um, and so I would lose half my stuff and that, you know, that would really suck. But that's another opportunity to buy more stuff, you know. Um, so I, I packed my apartment full. But then the thing is, when I became homeless, Um, I told my landlord showed up and he was like, Hey, the new tenant is here to move in. I've noticed that your stuff is still in this apartment. What are we going to do? And I said, just put it on the lawn. I don't care. Um, because I was having mental health issues at the time and like, I was focused on other things. So I said, put it on the lawn. I don't care. Do, you know, throw it in the garbage and that's what he did. And so I lost every single thing that I own, um, when that happened. Um, and you know, when I was homeless, I didn't have anything, um, and, uh, and then what, after I moved in with my dad, like everything, I basically, I told myself that I, everything had to change. So I couldn't be a hoarder anymore. Um, and it, it's honestly been working really well for me. Um, it like, uh, not collecting so much stuff and not, you know, accumulating all this junk. Um, but, um, like now I had a fresh start and I had a, a clean place that I can change my life and stop accumulating so much stuff. And so, you know, um, I, yeah. So now I'm very organized, like being homeless um, made me, gave me a, a huge ability to be able to keep myself organized. Because the thing is, when you're homeless, um, you only have, let's say, you know, one pair of socks or two pairs of socks and you can't spend time looking for it. You have to know where it is. So I just got used to putting everything back exactly where I found it, you know, perfectly so I don't have to look for it. Um, And I've I've taken that skill um, and applied it to the rest of my life now that I'm not homeless. And so that's really like, my life has really changed ever since I became homeless, um, ever since my shopping addiction drove me to homelessness. And so, um, yeah.
1: I take it there's a certain point whether it's while you're in the store picking out the items or making the purchase that you experience a specific pleasure associated with shopping?
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, I think the most pleasure I get is when I get home from the store and I'm unpacking the bag and I'm seeing my new goodies. Um, but the thing is they often just go in a drawer somewhere and just never get touched again. Um, I don't know. It's just, when they're brand new and when they're just coming out of the package, that's when they're the most exciting. But after that, it's just another object that I have that I don't care about it anymore. Um, but usually when I'm at the store and I'm deciding to buy something, there's a lot of shame and a lot of fear. Like, I feel a lot of fear that I'm going to end up homeless again or that I'm going to end up getting evicted again for not paying my rent. Like, I'm afraid that I'm going to spiral out of the control. And the thing about this addiction is that you know, if I was an alcoholic, I could stop drinking. You know, if I was a drug addict, I could stop doing drugs. But shopping, it's like I have to buy groceries, I have to buy clothes, I have to buy things, you know? So there's really no way to abstain completely. Um, and yeah, yeah. So there's definitely like, there's, I definitely get a lot of pleasure out of it just, just from just pretty much the moment that it's new. But after it's new, it's just another thing. And I have to go back the next day and get another fix.
1: That's an interesting point you made about, having to buy things no matter what, not to mention, no matter where we go, no matter where we are, everything is marketed at us. It's like we're on this planet just to buy shit. Yeah. And typically what are those things that you're buying?
0: Uh, they definitely vary. Um, I buy, I like to experiment with a lot of things. So it's like I buy a lot of craft supplies. So like, um, uh, I remember I got into, uh, uh, like, I like to paint, right? And so I'll buy different, like, every single type of paint on the design, I have to try it because I'll buy one type of paint. And I'm like, mm, I don't really like the texture of this paint. I don't like the consistency. I, that means I must buy more. How can I live without something? Like, how can I want something and not have it? Like, I can't endure that pain. Um, so, I'll buy like craft supplies um, and craft supplies are endless. You never, there, there's no shortage in this world of craft to do. So there's no shortage of things that you can buy to facilitate that desire. Um, I buy craft supplies, I gadgets. I really love gadgets like iPads and phones and, you know, like uh, I have, you know, like just all sorts, of anything technology I really love. Um, and I remember um, I remember on break from work, I, I worked next to a Best Buy and I remember I would go to Best Buy and just look around just, just to see what I could buy. Um, and like, now I don't do that anymore because you know, that's a terrible, uh, thing to do, but, um, I just to look around and see what I can buy. And like to this very day, I often look at flyers, um, you know, flyers that come in the mail every week. I'll just look at them just to see like, what can I buy? What can I buy? Like, it's sort of a thing that I do absentmindedly, but like, I'm always looking for something to buy, um, pretty, even like food. Like, um, I buy like dried fruit. Like I discovered the other day that I really like dried fruit. So I have every time I go to the store, I have to go to to the dried fruit section to see if there's anything new that I haven't tried. And if I find something that I like, I have to buy Like I said, I have to buy like two or three because I can't take the thought of running out. So like right now I have like a huge drawer full of dried fruit because that's the latest thing I discovered that I'd like. And eventually I'm going to stop being interested in dried fruit. And then I'm going to have to throw all that stuff out and I'm going to have, I'm going to find a new addiction, a new thing that I'm interested in, like let's say jewelry. And I'm going to have to buy all sorts of jewelry and multiples of everything because that's what I do um, until I get tired of that and have to throw that out too. Um, So basically it's anything under the sun, anything that strikes my fancy, anything, any random thing that I can get an obsession over, you know, that's what I'll buy.
1: This addiction seems like one of the more expensive addictions, more so it's an addiction that you don't necessarily have to use cash to pay for. Have you accumulated debt throughout this addiction?
0: That Oh, absolutely. Okay. So... Basically, um, the first credit card I ever had, um, I maxed it out um, and I just didn't pay it. And I don't know what I was thinking. I just, I maxed out my credit card and I didn't pay it. And that, you know, was terrible for my credit. Um, Every year I got a student loan um, uh, and I I went to university for four years and I got a student loan Um, and what would happen was that I would would take the money and I would pay the school that uh, the absolute minimum that I could pay them in order to stand classes and then I would take the mu- rest of the money and spend it on absolute nonsense. Um, and then what would happen is that the next year's tuition I would use to pay the previous year and then the rest of the money I would spend it on nonsense. And it got to the point where um, uh, and basically what happened was that I was able to pay Last year's money with next year's money over and over again until I got to last year and there was no more money. Um, and now I owe my school like eight thousand dollars, and because of that, they won't give me my degree, like my like physical piece of paper, which really sucks. I wish I had it so I could frame it and put it on my wall. But like I owe them so much money that you know they're not going to give it to me. And also with my student loan, I mean they gave me all this money and I have to pay it back. And so I remember when I got my first job out of university. Um, I remember thinking, they don't pay me that much money. I'm just not going to pay the student loan. And then I'll just pay it when I make more money. Like later when I'm older, when I'm more money, I'll pay it. The thing is, you can't do that. You have to pay your, your bills. You have to pay back your, your loans You know when they tell you to. You can't just decide to pay when you feel like it. Um, and so I ended up getting sued by the government. Um, and I, you know, messing up my credit uh, score um, and, uh and, I don't know. I, I got sued by the government. I messed up my credit score, um, and I um, I ended up owing my forty thousand um, dollars. Sorry, ended up owing uh, the government forty thousand dollars for my student loan. But thankfully, um, because of what I went through with my mental health issues, I was able to get the government to cancel my student loan so I didn't have to pay them back at all. Um, so that that was a godsend. Um, and because of that, I only I don't owe forty thousand dollars to the government anymore. Um, I, I still owe eight thousand dollars to my school. Um, I owe uh, money to the bank because I I had overdrawn my bank account and closed my account um, because my bank account was always overdrawn 100% of the time. If I have access to money, I will spend it uh, to the point that it's gone. Um, And so that's what I did. Um, But, you know, the thing is now um, my credit card is at zero. Um, I've been able to manage my money in a way that I never have before in my life. Like I always pay my bills on an time and that never happened before. Um, so, you know, things have gotten a lot better, but you know, they have been pretty bad.
1: And did things get better because you sought some sort of professional help?
0: Okay. So in terms of professional help, um, I looked online for some resources on how to beat shopping addiction and what I have found, like I have a psychology degree. And so I, I have a lot of insight into like myself and my mind and my, you know, and, and psychological concepts and whatnot. Um, And it's my understanding that there is no uh, viable treatment for shopping addiction. There's no treatment that ever, that is known to be successful. Um, It's not to say that nobody can ever recover, but there's no, like with every. Uh, mental illness it's like oh well cognitive behavioral therapy is the thing that works or you know uh, exposure therapy is the thing that works but with shopping addiction there's no therapy that that works um and I I have a therapist ever since you know I started being homeless and then um uh, I started seeing a therapist afterwards um and I've talked to her about it and she has no answers for me whatsoever she says that um basically she says that I should be compassionate towards myself about my shopping addiction but like when I try to do that, when I try to be, have self-compassion, um, I end up telling myself, Oh, it's really hard. You know, like, don't, don't feel bad. It's really hard. It's okay for you to buy this because, you know, uh, uh, controlling yourself is hard and, you know, you know, don't, uh, don't beat yourself up, just buy it, you know, whatever. Um, so basically her advice does not work and she doesn't really know much about it. So she hasn't been able to tell me anything valuable. Um, and yeah, that's the only, uh, professional help that I can find um and like the thing is I have so many compulsive behaviors not just shopping like I'm addicted to so much things like I binge eat like I eat to the point that I I can't move um so like so often um but I've learned how to curb that um I smoke weed compulsively but I've also learned how to curb that um I even chew gum compulsively and compulsively just means that like I I want to stop I have no desire to do it but I can't seem to bring myself to stop um so you know shopping is not the only thing that I do um and I'm trying to knock out these behaviors one by one. And I've had a lot of success. Um, but, you know, shopping is probably the last, like, uh, everything, all the uh, compulsive behaviors I've listed, um, I'm, I've been able to cut them back or knock them out completely one by one. Like, luckily, uh, I'm in a situation where I don't have to pay rent and I don't have a lot of bills to pay. So uh, it's not that a deal. Um, like, you know, I, I'm able to sit down and try to recuperate and try to figure out a strategy to not get in the situation again. But, uh, you know, eventually I'm going to move out on my own and I'm going to have to, this is going to be a life death issue, you know, whether I can control myself or not.
1: Now, as someone with a background in psychology and psychological concepts, like you said, have you been able to figure out why you have this issue or, or where this issue comes from?
0: you know what i i've heard it described as for, foro fear f-o-r-o fear of running out which is basically i have this um thing where i have to buy multiple of things i can never buy just one so if i go to the store and i buy a pack of gum i need to buy three i can't just buy one because um i'm so afraid of running out like the anxiety of of knowing uh that the anxiety of not having what I need is so is so like painful to me that I just can't endure it. So I have to buy multiples. If I find a pair of jeans that I really like, I can't just own one. I have to buy at least two or three because what if I lose this pair of jeans? What if something bad happens to it? You know, I can't live with that. So, you know, I have to buy multiples. Um, but the thing is like with my other addictions that I've been able to uh, curb and, and stop completely, um, I find that if you focus on the negatives of the addiction, um, it helps a lot with managing it. So if you sit there and dwell on all the bad things that can happen if you continue with your addiction, um, it's a that's a really good way to get yourself to talk yourself into you know stopping. And that's what I'm trying to do. Um, but I've just sort of started, like I said, I've had all these other addictions to deal with um, in the meantime, and I'm just sort of starting to tackle the shopping addiction one. So yeah, um, that's 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 the help that I've found uh, searching online.
1: And so with that in mind, are you ignoring those consequences while you're shopping or, or when you make the decision to go shop? Um,
0: no, I definitely don't ignore the consequences. I'm just always able to talk myself into buying things. Um, so it's like, I go to the store and I'm like, uh, I, I like craft arts and crafts a lot. So I like to buy craft supplies. And the thing about craft supplies is that you never, you, you the possibilities are endless. You really never run out of things that you can buy to make an interesting craft. Um, so I'm always able to talk myself into buying more. It's like I need to buy I need to buy paint, right? Um, because um, it's really important that I buy paint because I have to express myself artistically and it'll probably help my recovery if I'm able to be creative and, you know, uh, blow off some steam and let off anxiety by doing art. So that's why it's really important for me to buy some more paint, even though I have some at home. This paint is going to be different because, you know, X, Y, Z, nonsense, reasons. I'm just able to talk myself into it. Um, Like, it's not that I ignore the consequences. It's just that, like, If you think hard, you'll always come up with a reason for why it's okay. And that's what I do pretty much every time. Yeah.
1: You know, while I'm listening to you, it's so easy to hear the similarities between shopping addiction and drug addiction. Yeah,
0: definitely.
1: It sounds so similar to a drug addict fixated on their next score or their next hit. Yeah. And much like drug addiction, evidently shopping addiction can also leave you broke. Homeless
0: and impact your family life. Yeah, because so I've experienced both drug addiction, like addiction to pot, and uh, and shopping addiction, and yeah, they're pretty much the same thing. I'm I'm using the same uh, skills to tackle. Like uh, like I said, I'm, I have a lot of compulsive behaviors, and I'm using the same. to tackle each one something that I find helps a lot is um, journaling um, and writing down all my thoughts and writing down you know the emotions and and ideas that led me to buying something that I don't want to buy like I buy something and then I come home and I feel so guilty and I feel so stupid for wasting my money but at the store I'm able to convince myself that it's a good idea Um, and so yeah Um, I I don't know, shopping and and doing drugs, they're very, very similar. I I think all my compulsions are, are the same, rooted in, I don't know what they're rooted in, but they're all, you know, they're all the same. They all feel the same.
1: You mentioned at the beginning of the call that you remember having this fixation ever since you were young, but do you remember an inciting incident or moment when you were young that had something to do with shopping?
0: I've heard like interesting things about how people like I've heard like, I don't remember where I've heard this, but I've heard suggestions from people that uh, compulsive shopping and compulsive hoarding it comes from a period of time where you didn't have anything, um, and so you just don't ever want to be in that situation again. That's why you uh, like to accumulate things, and you know that's why I like to stock up on things. But but you know what that doesn't apply to me. I've always had everything I needed. You know I didn't grow up poor or anything, so you know I don't really know what it's like to not have what you need. Um, so that's definitely, definitely not it. Like I said, like I got my start or I, I, realized when I was a kid in Home Depot wanting to buy random things that I didn't really need just because they were cheap. Um, that's, you know, like I know that I've had this problem ever since I was a little kid. And another thing I wanted to mention, um, I remember once when, um, I was like maybe like 18 or something like that. I remember talking to one of my coworkers, you know, having a fun conversation. I was like, yeah, after after work um, yesterday, I, I just, I couldn't help myself. I went to the mall and I decided to buy some things. I'm like, oh, you, you went shopping. How much did you spend? And I was like $200. And she just looked at me like, are you crazy? Like she just looked at me like I had two heads. Like she was expecting me to say something like, oh, I spent $20. Oh my God. Like I'm so embarrassed. I was like, no. I had a huge problem. I spent $200 on absolute nonsense. And I remember that was probably the first time I realized that it's like, like, Oh wow, this is not normal. (laughs) You know? Yeah.
1: But since then you've said you've made great strides.
0: Yes, absolutely. Um, like I said, I still have not conquered it. You know, I definitely need help with that, but for the first time in my life, my credit card is at zero. Um, and like I have savings and you know, I pay my bills every month. Um, Uh, it's still really hard. Like I remember going to the grocery store yesterday and, you know, um, I wanted, like I bought spinach and I bought peas and I'm like, like, I can't decide. I have a very difficult time deciding whether something is a good purchase or not, like whether it's a good idea. Um, So it's like, it seems like it's important to buy spinach and peas, like they're vegetables. um, They're healthy. You know, it's food. You have to buy food. But at the same time, it's like, do I have, don't I have enough food at home? And like, you know, am I just buying this because it's cheap? Like, there are just so many, you know, things to think about. Like, there are just so many variables that I just, it's so hard to figure out whether I need this or not. Um, So it's like, I still have a very difficult time deciding whether I need something and whether something is a good idea to buy, but I have made a great deal of progress. Like now I do not buy craft supplies. I do not buy things to experiment with unless I know what I want and I know that I need it. That's, that's the only time I'll buy it. Like, I, you know, in the past, I would be like, oh, I, I, really like, I really like this type of glitter. I don't know what I'm going to use it for, but, you know, I'll buy it and maybe I'll use it in the future. Now I don't do that. If I don't specifically need it for something, I will not buy it. So like I said, I've made a lot of progress and I hope to make more, but, you know, I haven't, I haven't reached that level yet.
1: By the way, there are plenty of people who don't have shopping addictions who can't say their credit card is at zero.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's good. to no, It's like, I, I've spent all this time thinking that, like, I was an absolute failure and, like, it, like that it was impossible for me to manage my money. So I feel really good about the fact that I'm, I guess, yeah, I feel good about that. And I appreciate the opportunity to get this out there. I've never talked about this with anyone. I can't tell my mother or, like, my parents or my family or anything like that. Like, if I told my mother, I don't know what she would do. Like, she, like, she can be a lo- little bit controlling. So I think that she would... I don't know. She would try to, um, you know, take control of my bank account from me and, you know, not let me spend any more money, any money whatsoever. And like in a way that would be kind of destructive. So, you know, I can't really get help from anybody in my family with this. Um, and you know, like I'm sort of on my own, like there's really nobody who can save me except myself. So, yeah.
1: So since your shopping addiction is a bit of a secret, how did it feel to tell your story today?
0: I don't know. It was very nice to get it off my chest. I don't think I've ever told anyone about this in great detail before. Like I told my therapist, like I said, and she just sort of, she sort of stumped about it. So I don't really talk about it with her. Um, Like I said, I've never told my family before. um, And I just, uh, I just, uh, you know, I've never been able to get this off my chest before and it felt really good. Like the fact that I was able to articulate it to somebody else makes it probably like, it's, it's probably going to make it easier to understand myself. So I, I feel like this is a huge step in my journey to, you know, tackle this once and for all. Um, I really think that this really helped.
1: Well, I'm glad we were able to give you that platform to get it off your chest and thank you for taking the time.
0: Yeah, no problem. It's been really cool
1: some addictions are obvious on the forefront, others are harder to identify as a legitimate mental health issue. Sure, one might find it easy to dismiss this caller's shopping addiction as less than that of an alcoholic, a drug addict, or even a gambling addict, but let's take stock for a moment on what she shared with us, the struggles she's faced, and what she continues to grapple with. The lack of impulse control, financial instability. Constant anxiety, a fear of relapse, and so much more. Sounds like addiction to me. Because addiction doesn't discriminate. And neither should we. Compassion is key. I'm Quick Nick. Thanks for listening. If you want to anonymously tell
0: your story about addiction, find Addicts in the Dark on Instagram.